You're listening to Real Crime, the Movie Sleuth Podcast. Why does this have to happen? When I'm not here, everything is just hunky-dory. Everybody's very, like, very well-behaved. But no, when Scott comes here, we have to talk over the friggin' intro music. Yeah. Because you're inspirational. To do what? I don't want to inspire people to, to be jackasses. <laughs> I do enough of that. I'm tr- this is the one place I try to do something decent for the world, and you have to fist fuck it every time, Chris. <laughs> wow. I'm sorry, that was strong, too. Oh, man. I'm, I'm sorry. We, we, we may have to edit that one out. No, <laughs> fuck it. Let's leave it. Wow. Yeah, this is going to be a way lighter show for us tonight. It, anyway, it, it, well, so. yeah. I know, I know I'm, I'm severely sleep deprived to the point where my left eye is twitching right now. Yeah, I mean, I was. Th- I won't lie. I was close. Like we had a bite to eat at the house, and I'm like, oh, I just want to go to how, sleep. How mad would Chris be if I really called him right now and said, <laughs> "Why don't you guys just go as a three, a three unit, do a, three a threesome?" P- yeah, do a threesome tonight. But <laughs> no, I'm here. Chris is here. Miss Michelle's here. Travis is here. Trevor, Trevor, Trevor here. I've told you I'm tired. I'm sorry. <laughs> Trevor's here. I've met like a bunch of di- dude. I, I'm dude, sorry. Fuck. No, that's the one name everybody. Trevor. Whenever people screw up my name, it's always Travis. No, I'm sorry. Worst I know your is- damn name. We talk all the time. I know. Trevor. And, and every Travis I know is a douchebag. <laughs> yeah, they usually are. So what happened to you? I'm not a Travis. <laughs> no, I'm just. <laughs> jokes are flying overheads tonight. Yeah, totally sleep deprived. This is real crime. We're here, and it's going to be like Chris said. A little more loosey-goosey tonight. It's a little more loose off the hip. Yeah. We're going to have to think. Episode on a... 90. Yes. Yeah. From Trevor. <laughs> that was Trevor speaking. <laughs> I just want to know when Travis is going to show up. Hopefully never. That Travis is going to be sitting on my lap. I've been waiting Ooh. for Travis to be Ooh. here for like 90, 89 episodes. <laughs> I'm sorry about that, Trevor. I really I really am sorry about that. That, that was... It's Travis Pastrana is actually who's going to show up. Oh, really? Yeah, right after he, he, you know, his whole jumping the Caesars. He's going to jump over the uh, house. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's the plan. That's the plan. I think he's going to do some meth out front and then jump stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, what do we got? Well, first we want to mention our sponsors, the Flint Institute of Arts. Make sure you go out there and check it out. I know they've got a lot of new stuff coming up this summer. So uh, film series is off until September. So just go out there and check out the art exhibits and all the other cool stuff they've got going. I'm going to ride a drone out there. We should really go back out there because, honestly, it's pretty sweet. I want to hang off a drone the whole way. We should do, like, a group Yeah, yeah. A field trip. We can all pile in my van that has no air conditioning. No, we could shoot ourselves first. Well, yeah. (sighs) That's the only way you'll get get me It just wouldn't be that comfortable. (laughs) (laughs) It's a pretty warm going on today? (laughs) You said it was going to be loosey-goosey, man. All right. Anyway. Also, want to mention projectorscreen.com and also Sellermans. Yes. Those guys were here last week. They're an all-natural meadery. Dude, in play, Hazel Park, Michigan. Jams. Yeah, we checked out some of the raspberry stuff last week. And Scott, you had the coffee. The coffee um, cider. Yeah. Ooh. Wow, that was different. That was, was so coffee cool. Cider? Coffee cider? Coffee cider. actually was rocked out last week. That was a good was it like, that, that was We really had a lot of fun with those guys. Yeah. They're going to be back soon. We, yes. we didn't obviously finish you know, Friday the 13th, like the entire Although the I franchise. am going to fact check you guys what happened? on your show. So at one point, somebody, I don't know who it was, said that Tom Savini did all the first four Halloween mo- or Friday the 13th movie special effects. Okay. It's not true. He who? only did part one and part four. Oh, really? Part two and part three had nothing to do with Tom Savini. They tried getting him. Yeah. They were dicks to Probably. him, and he walked. Oh, really? Yeah. That's Tom Savini. 
That's Tom Savini. Yeah, that is. Well, then. Thanks for, no, th- hey, retraction, man. <laughs> I don't know who said that, but retraction all day long. No, Dom and I Jeff think, were fucking I think cool. Travis said it. <laughs> it was Travis. Now <laughs> I remember. Travis. It was Travis, that, that, that trolling prick. <laughs> and uh, last sponsor I'm going to mention is Reckless.com, R E K L I S T.com. We mentioned this last week. It's a new. Website that out that's out. It's a streaming service, yes. but mm, it's mm-hmm. more social media based. So you can share movies with your friends. You've got a commenting system, the whole deal. So it's a lot different than like Netflix, and you don't sit there and do that constant browsing thing where you spend like ninety minutes trying to find something to watch and you just go to sleep. Yeah. You just watch The Office. Yeah, and there's a lot of <laughs> again like more <laughs> underground and B yeah. movies and stuff on there too. So that's again, cool. that's Reckless.com. R e k l i s t dot com. So it's make sure you, you check don't that site watch out. Criminal Minds for the fifth time. Yes, exactly. Oh. Just avoid it. I just love avoid show, it. But it's, I, it's, I, it's, I, it, whenever I'm like can't find anything, my, Criminal Minds is my go-to. Like I can shut see, forensic this out. Forensic Files is my go-to. Ooh, I love Files. Good. I, we talked about that. I yeah. did the entire series. It was beautiful. So, in news this week, uh, Timothy Chalamet is signed on to star. As the main character in the two-part Dune movie that Denis Villeneuve is making. so Villanueva? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> However you want to pronounce his name. Bastard. But yeah. <laughs> so Vanilla the, Wafer. Yeah, Vanilla <laughs> Wafer. Nice. But yeah, so that's pretty cool. And then uh, Skyscraper, the new Dwayne Johnson movie, abysmally bombed. At the Cineplex yeah, this last weekend. That shelf life's wearing off now. Yeah. Uh, three movies in six months starring The Rock. People yeah, kind of dried up on that. And we talked a lot. I think we even said last week how much we love the guy. Yeah. We do. I love yeah, the I guy. I love the dude. But yeah, you're going to you're gonna, you're gonna just oversaturate people mm-hmm. with the dude and it's over, you know? Although yeah. they're not having that problem with Josh Brolin. No. But cause That's because Josh, Josh Brolin. Brolin. Dude, I want... I want to see more Josh Brolin. I, I would him. marry Josh. He is Thank so you. I just we just said sexy the same thing. Now. I like marry he him. is daddy status. Like <laughs> he is, man. Mm-hmm. Dude's hot. Seriously, dude's totally hot. Did you guys see his 1980s costume party costume? Did he dress no. up as himself in Goonies or something? He did. <laughs> he did. That's wow. phenomenal. He's cute in Goonies too. He was. He was. So, in other news, we typically don't do much financial stuff on here, but MoviePass is about done for. Yep. Their stock plunged another 26% Holy this week. Holy sheep I just shit. used it today, in fact. Yeah. I actually canceled mine uh, Sunday. Well, I did the monthly. I knew, like, mm-hmm. everybody was like, oh, let's do the yearly. I was like, fuck that. That shit ain't going to last. Yeah. So, I was like, I'll just do the monthly so yeah. I can cancel it easy and they don't, you know what I'm saying? Wow. Well, you're the only reason points? I did it at all is that you gave me that, that oh, free yeah. month. 26 points. And so, I, I paid yeah. for one month after yeah. that. And then I was like, I mean, I I've used, used it four times. It. So. Yeah. It's worth it. I mean, it's worth it, but it's. I don't know. Not for I'm having a problem with the surge pricing thing. That pissed me off. Mm-hmm. So in other else. in other financial news, this is actually kind of shocking. Netflix today, their stock plunged by 14% also. Wow. Yeah. So these uh, big companies. Do we know why? Um, they had a huge uh, subscriber growth plunge internationally. So their numbers sunk today too. So I don't know. This is really going to hurt Netflix, but that's pretty big news for well, Netflix doesn't have stuff on it anymore. I mean, outside of their own 
material, it's pretty dry on there. Amazon Prime has like all kinds of movies. Oh, on there. Amazon Prime has been yeah rocking it out. Yeah, lately. they're killing it, dude. Netflix, oh. I think, kind of put all their eggs in one basket with their own material. Yeah, with the yeah. Netflix originals. So now, if you want to, Amazon's like, let's diversify. Yeah, we can still totally. do our own stuff. A lot of good stuff. Yeah, let's get everybody else's stuff too. Yeah. So in new releases this week, we've got Mamma Mia two, which I'm seeing tomorrow night with my wife. Good Are luck. you? Yeah, yeah. She'll like that. Oh, I like the first one. It's the first fun. one was cute. Yeah, it's cute. And I, I think I the second one will be too. Yeah. Um, Unfriended 2 is out this week. Me and Michelle saw that a while ago. It, what is it? Black? Yeah. Dark, Dark web. web. Dark web. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like my sphincter. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Disgusting. Dark web. You got to be so gross, man. I don't know. And then last but not least, the Equalizer 2 is out this week. Which I'm actually looking forward to because the first Equalizer. Oh, the first really Equalizer good. is so good. It really is. Yeah, good. I just picked it up. I I've seen it like four times. Just picked it up at Target on sale the other day. I was like, ooh, ten bucks. Yeah, yeah, I'll it's buy a that. good flick. It's yeah. a really good yeah. flick. You can't go wrong with Denzel. Mm. I know we've already talked about this movie at length, but I always go back to Interstellar. Oh God, ding. Yeah. Just I a, just I flutter. love that movie. Yeah. Um. So if you've never seen that movie, watch that movie. Everybody's probably seen it by now, though. No, not all of us. No, really? You haven't seen no. it? No. Oh, I, if there's anything I couldn't highly suggest more highly to you, it's Interstellar. You should do a, a double feature that with Arrival. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God! Tell me the night and I'll be here. <laughs> okay. Oh, I'll so be here. I will so be here. So Michelle, what do you got? Uh, well, actually, I saw today. I saw "Sorry to Bother You." Uh, it's like a, a kind of a sci-fi indie movie about. <laughs> I, I can't really explain it because it's so weird. It's a very strange movie. It's, it basically is about a guy that works at a call center, um, and then he finds out there's uh, more nefarious things going on at the call center that than he knew about and it's also like kind of like a black comedy a lot of, it, it tackles a lot of social commentary about the black um, experience and trying to navigate keeping your culture while still being uh, you know uh, being able to be hired at a job yeah, and yeah. It even talks about stuff like code switching which is where uh, a black person and I can do it too actually I'm only half black but you can talk white I'm doing quote hand quotes you can't see them but you talk white to I can see them <laughs> you talk white to fit in at jobs and stuff and then when you're around like your your friends and stuff you speak like you normally speak it's called code split code switching code switching it's like i you, do that yeah well yeah but it's just more so when when you're black you have to do it because if you speak you know with ebonics or what have you then people will look down on you and think you know uh, employers and stuff so like when you're around your peeps you're all like whatever and then when you go to work you're like yeah. oh yes mm, yeah, mm, yeah. yeah my, mine's all i change <laughs> with my speak is i just remove all the dudes and the f words yeah and that's kind of how i work yeah <laughs> you know? but so it, i guess it, it's different yeah no it's, it's a similar concept it's yeah. just more of like necessity i guess when you're black to do it yeah yeah because you you know you have to fit in or whatever and then it like it, the the movie is like really funny it's a comedy uh, it kind of reminds me of The Simpsons, the way that the, the jokes are timed, and then it's like, and then it gets really super weird and surreal later. But it's really good. I'm gonna write a review on it later. Did, did yeah. the microphone just record my throat as I was drinking that water? <laughs> oh God, I'm so sorry. I'm used to the way your throat sounded like you're deep throating. Walked right into that one, dude. Yeah, yeah. Trevor. So I'm gonna go Alias Grace. 
right. great series uh, on Netflix based off a Margaret Atwood book about a murder that happened in the early 1800s in Canada. Absolutely spectacular. Wow. Spectacular. And apparently it's gotten rave reviews from everybody that actually reviewed it. Mm-hmm. And it's the one, one show Netflix isn't putting up for <laughs> any awards. And it's flawless. Like there was nothing in that in that that whole thing I would change. It has Zachary Le- Levi in it. Um, Anna Paquin's in it. Wow. Um, and they're supporting characters. Like the other characters are kind of unknown. Yeah. Um, blown away. Blown away. Every on every level. The 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 camera work was great. The screenplay was great. The acting was spectacular. Um, and it leaves you kind of doubting what you just watched, which is, makes it even cooler. Yeah. Cause it makes your mind work a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we watch it cause my daughter watched it and was like, you guys need to watch this cause I need somebody to talk to about it. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, all right, cool. That's what I did with stranger things. The first season I was like, Oh, I just watched all this in one night. Now you have to watch it wife. Cause I need somebody <laughs> to talk to about it. <laughs> <clears throat> Did you do that after churning the butter that, that you call her wife? God. Yeah. Wife, get in here and watch this series now. <laughs> Fetch me a sandwich for like, like, troll well, you well, no, It's like one step from Amish. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I just thought of this, Chris, and I, hate, I, I know we're kind of loosey-goosey tonight. That's why I'm taking liberties with this. Do, do you remember the day? Now, to the listening audience, the three people that are out there. Um, yeah. <laughs> Chris and I go back many, many years. That we, would be we, two. <laughs> we played in a band together many years ago. And probably one of your sh- finest moments I've ever, and you, you're a funny fuck, Chris. I mean, you're, you're really, you're <laughs> a funny fuck. You've always been a funny. You've always cracked me up. Um, but there was this one particular day. I don't know what the hell happened to you, but this guy turned into a complete comedy genius. We were at band practice, and we took a break, and you and I were hungry, so we went to a, an L.C., pizza you know, pizza joint okay to get something to eat and you ordered some sandwich right and for some reason it just these people were you know and i'm i'm reasonable you're a reasonable person too chris i know but these people were just so slow <laughs> it just nothing was coming and this is before hot and ready and all that crap too yeah. but still yeah, yeah, yeah. it was like okay man don't give away what <laughs> oh yeah i just cold. gave it away i just gave it away <laughs> these are slow and cold, so, cold. <laughs> so um <laughs> So we're sitting there semi-patiently waiting, and Chris just starts going into this just hilarity. He's like, what are you trying to do back there? Because you, you ordered a sandwich or something. You're like, what are you trying to do back there? Slay the salami bees? Come on, let's give me the goddamn sandwich. <laughs> he's just talking shit to the people that work there, dude. I mean, he just was like. You guys totally got spit in your food. Just Oh, I'm sure we did. Oh, Why? I'm hoping it was jizz. But Chris, I was going to say, semen is the more likely uh, culprit there. Chris was just out of his mind. He wouldn't let up. And I'm sitting there with my face in the counter dying. And I mean, I'm also kind of just a bit embarrassed too but he won't he's pissed and i was getting annoyed too he just was a bit more vocal about it than i was and the guy i remember the chris most, vocal the most Never. horrible thing though is the guy <laughs> finally brings the sandwich out he like proudly brings this sandwich out and hands it to chris and i you know I, I i hate to say this but i forgot the comment you made but it whatever you said to him 
it made his face just sink to the floor. You're like, yeah, I only took like 300. He just talked a bunch of shit. And he grabs a sandwich, and I'm like, we got to get the hell out of here before security comes and gets us, dude. This is ridiculous. I don't and know how why. How old that, were you guys? We were early, mid 20s. Yeah, probably oh, mid 20s. We, we were young, man. For some reason, I'm picturing you guys both like 17. No, well, no. we were acting like that. It sounds like it. He was. Slow I stood and there cold. And I was his, I was his hype man. I was like Flavor Flav in the background. I was like totally the hype man back there. Um, but it was you I don't like actual talented musician in the group. Yeah, yeah. Flavor Flav <laughs> plays 16 different instruments I didn't was know that. was considered a genius as a child and a oh, prodigy. Shit. Yeah. I didn't know that. Anyways, we'll have to discuss that. Apparently has the social skills of a housefly. I don't know why that popped into my head. But speaking of of altering your idea of reality, I finished the staircase before I came here tonight. (gasps) Yay. Did did you finish it, Chris? No. Okay. Um, That movie did make... I think you made... It's a movie? No, I'm sorry, the series. 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 That series... Uh, and I, you were the one who suggested the hell yes. out of this. Um, yeah, yeah. He's been suggesting it for like three weeks. I yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. And I dove into it. I got through it in a few, you know, like a week or so. I just whenever I had time. I really went Is nuts. It Netflix? I, Netflix, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and um, yeah, get to the end of that. I will. It's bizarre. It's oh, just okay. bizarre. Is it worth it? Is it oh, worth totally. it? Oh, totally. Oh, okay. totally. Yeah. Um, it does, you know, not, I'm not going to spoil anything at all, but it does have that, like you mentioned, Chris, that same, make, you know, making of a murderer type of feel. You know, you leave it going, okay, where am I at with this thing? You know, and I don't think the purpose of it really is for you to go one certain way. They present the evidence as much they as want they can. You to, they How want many you episodes to make is there? 13. Okay. 13. That's not bad. Yeah. You know, and there's just there there's just evil everywhere. But, yeah, but you know, well, that's it. He's uh, a weirdo. He's a oh, he's a totally total eccentric. You know, Michael Peterson. Yeah, total eccentric. You know, Absolutely. total eccentric. I don't know why you said Michael Peterson. I immediately thought of Michael Richardson. It was like Kramer. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no. Kramer, really? No, no. I mean, total eccentric guy was very you know very strange. Uh, not really. On the surface, but you could just see it inside. You know, you can see it in his eyes. His There's eyes, something a little bit off. Yeah, you know, um, and that's where you know you, you start to question what really happened with this situation. And that's all I'm going to say about it. I really enjoyed it. I love true crime, though. Um, Me too. Me too. I can I can watch that stuff nonstop. And these series they do on Netflix, like you know, like we said, Making a Murderer, and there's been a monster. But I can't remember what it was called. It just came out a few months ago. It was a really good one. You th- I think you mentioned that one yeah, too. And I forgot to yeah. get to yeah, that. Yeah, there's a lot. There's some. There's some one-off ones too. Just some mm. one up. Ep- you know, just some movie like documentary movie yeah. type ones too. Um, but yeah, that, this was really good, and I do highly recommend people. It's 13 episodes. It's an investment of time, but you know, it's one of those ones too that you can. You know, you don't necessarily have to watch the whole thing. You really can. Like a couple of them, I was. Um, you know, watching. I see you're doing those, something else at the yeah. same while time while I was working. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, you're getting the information. You're getting mm-hmm. you're getting what the deal is, you know, because maybe I missed a family photo. I don't think it's really going to put a bearing on it. Could how the ghost sitting in the background? I don't know. <laughs> you never know at his house. <laughs> Thanks for you know. I got to mention that too. You you and H were on my other show. Yeah, that was funny. And yeah, we're gonna we're gonna release that in a, probably a week. Cool. Uh, we got some other stuff we have to push forward. Cool, cool. Uh, but yeah, uh, H, who's here. You still here. need to tell me about that other show. We still need to talk about that. I, don't, yeah. I know. I, I'm. We, we, we're due for a conversation. We are. The or, problem or is three. it requires 
time. Time. Detail. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. no, that, yeah, Chris and NH were on Ghostly Talk last week. Right. And I don't ever pimp Ghostly Talk on here. I'm going to pimp it now, ghostlytalk.com. That's the other <laughs> show I do. And that's the only, have I ever done that? We've talked about it before. Briefly. Yeah. Minutely, just micron. Just it was little. episode 22. What was that? What was episode twenty two? We it was a paranormal something oh, other and ghostly so talk. It was episode twenty two. I noticed because yeah. we had a bunch of downloads of that episode this last week. Oh really? So, yeah. Yep. Oh, that's cool. Yep. All right. So yeah, um, always makes me happy. But those guys, those guys <laughs> were there hanging out, talking about neat stuff. So yeah, thanks for doing that again. I appreciate yep, it. Chris. No thanks. worries. So tonight we're changing it up a little bit. Yes, Usually we, we pick a very strict topic and stick to it, but tonight. We're kind of going a little bit loosey-goosey, like we said, and we're just going to talk about some of our favorite films. Yeah. yeah, we had a pretty intense week last week, I think, with Friday the 13th. Yeah. Um, and that was a lot of material we covered, and I think we didn't yeah. really... There was... It was... We all... You, know, you had a busy week. You got a new dog. Oh, dude. You know, this yeah. has been... Yeah. You, oh, so but you, you got the cutest new yeah, dog. Yeah, new dog is awesome. Oh. Um, so we, we kind of came into this, and that was the right idea. Like last night, this was planned, I think. Yeah. We're going to do this yeah. on Monday. Yeah, literally last night at yeah. like 8.30, I get a yeah. message of, hey, tomorrow night we're doing uh, some of your favorite movies. I'm like, yeah. uh, how, how many? <laughs> I don't know. Just well, Okay. Well, and this is <laughs> loosey-goosey. Yeah. So LG. first one I want to throw out there, I'm not sure if everybody here has seen, has seen this movie or not, mm-hmm. but... I actually have probably seen this movie more than any of the Star Wars movies because it's absolutely fantastic and it's one of the most fantastical and creative movies I've ever seen in my life. Can anybody guess what it is? No. The (laughs) Forbidden Zone. Richard Elfman's musical starring Oingo Boingo. Oh. Mm -hmm. Black and white. All the sets are made out of cardboard. Um some animation going on in there. You've talked about this before. Dude, the musical numbers are just absolutely phenomenal and they like sync back to like some of the old school like Cab Calloway stuff. Mm -hmm. It's just a great film all around because there's no expectations from it Mm -hmm. and there's actually a really good story in there too. You know, about trying to save a family member who's lost in the sixth dimension, you know. Mm -hmm. But the characters are great. The music's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I used to love just smoking dope and watching this movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I did yeah. that a lot in high school. Um, one of the really cool things about that movie is that it was actually a community project. Mm-hmm. It, that all of those guys were all buddies. That right. It, like right. the artist community in, I think it was Southern LA, were really tight. And Oingo Boingo was the house band for everything. Like and they weren't even really out there at no, this point. They were not no. a big band. This was like 1981 or 1982. But they were huge in South LA, right? Right. In the artist colonies or whatever the hell you want to call it. But yeah, no, that's how Forbidden Zone came about. Was there was a whole bunch of them going, we could make a movie. Oh yeah, in, let's do it. In Richard Elfman, Danny Elfman's older brother. Yep. The dude is a total freak. I don't know if any of you guys see him on Facebook at all or not. No. Oh, but he has like his own profile. I'm friends that? with him on Facebook. I actually interviewed him about Forbidden Zone a couple years ago. Oh, that's oh, cool. really? Um, but yeah, he's just like totally out there. I don't even know where he gets funding from for <laughs> his projects, but he's just like Danny. He's just, he's just like a creative mastermind who can just come up with these yeah. insane ideas and deliver. He's been working on a Forbidden Zone 2, which I am not really sold on because it looks like it's going to be a lot of green screen work. And I'm like, dude. Like, go back to cardboard. Go back to cardboard. It's cheap. Yeah. It's easy. It's different. And it's yep. neat. 
Yeah, it's I mean, really, it really the movie had a kind of a Dr. Caligari feel. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yep. It was so Yeah, it's one of those movies that burns in your mind once you've seen it. We we watch that here, right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, we had a party and watched it one oh, night, nice. and it was—it's a blast, you know. Oh, yeah. And the songs too. They there's so many hooks in the songs mm-hmm. that you know, like the alphabet song. Mm-hmm. Like, who can take the alphabet song and turn it into something profane and fun mm-hmm. the way they did? And it just—it sticks. It, like Scott always says, got its hooks into you. Gets its hooks into you. Yep. Yeah. So that's the one for me. That is an awesome choice. Yes, Michelle. My first Are you movie? high tonight? What's going on? No. You're like just no. Oh, she's up, guilty. Very mellow tonight. No. What are you talking about? What do you mean? I'm not high. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? I might have had a couple glasses of wine before I came over here. Oh. You know what? <laughs> we emptied we emptied my liquor cabinet out last week. We we're trying to clean things up, mm-hmm. and we had like four bottles of wine in there. And I haven't drank wine in like so long, so I dipped into that stock. Well, that's a really weird fun buzz. I forgot yeah. how much fun it is wine to drink wine. Wine drunk's the best junk. <laughs> wine, yeah, it does kind of turn you All like I remember about drinking wine is the hangovers, so I don't touch yeah, it. Yeah, it's well, the yeah. worst yeah. hangovers. It has mm-hmm. the... Oh, God. The tannins. The tannins, yeah. Ugh. Anyways, sorry, Michelle. Oh, no. Uh, my, the mov- my first movie I was going to pick wa- is Legend, mm. which is a weird pick, I guess, but mm-hmm. it's one it's of my flick. all-time mm-hmm. favorite movies. I just love every aspect of it, the, the aesthetics of it, the music, like... I wish they don't really make dark fantasy movies as mm-hmm. often. Like the 80s, there were so many of them. And now they barely touch that genre. Like pretty much the only person that makes movies like that anymore is uh, Guillermo del Toro. Mm-hmm. He's pretty much the only guy that still makes that type of a film. I wish Ridley Scott would go back to it. I know. It, you know, it's like, it's kind of... That was Ridley Scott, right? Yeah, it's Ridley Scott. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like an outlier a, a little bit in his his filmography too it's mm-hmm. like so mystical and and i uh and i love tom cruise is all sparkly in it and there's unicorns like you know 11 year old me that was the coolest fucking movie that's ever existed ever like it was just the greatest thing ever like i used to really super be into unicorns and fantasy stuff and and oh the, i have i have the 12 inch darkness oh yeah and darkness figure that nika put out of it's so ago. weirdly sexy in it yeah and I and then when it's I watched that Tim it, Curry thing. Yes, and then when I was older and I watched it, I was like, oh yeah, I would yeah. totally. You know that scene where he's trying to turn her evil and he gives mm-hmm. her that black goth dress. I would have been mm-hmm. fucking goth so hard and lived with him. <laughs> I would. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I'm like that unicorn's been dead. I killed it like an hour ago. So let's let's get this goth sex party started. <laughs> the goth goat sex party. Yeah. <laughs> just and the music is so good tangerine dream oh, yeah. i love every tangerine dream my problem is with that movie is that they keep releasing the damn director's cut without oh. the tangerine dream you know what's funny uh, yeah it's uh the the alternate score that, yeah uh, it was good it, yeah it's just but the boring. tangerine sound yeah tangerine dream soundtrack is so i can't perfect. even watch it without the tangerine dream it just doesn't it doesn't feel right like yeah. I, i'm so used to the musical cues for the tangerine dream mm-hmm. one that like the other one feels really weird and empty to me. Mm-hmm. It's just like such, uh, and it makes it so like eighties too. That you know, very synthy, mm-hmm. you know, ambient score. And it's just, and you know, it's like a dark movie, but it's for kids. They don't make dark movies for kids anymore, really either. I'm looking at my phone. Right no, now. I'm looking at my list. Yeah, <laughs> I'm listening to you. No, I'm no, we're not. I'm. I'm watching no, porn. There's no porn being looked at here. Barely any porn. <laughs> Barely. Hardly. Not any much porn. porn. 
Not much. But, but just yeah, a little. little that's bit. my that's, that's a one soft of my X. Yeah. <laughs> I love my... that movie. Love yeah. that movie. What about you? I'm going Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai oh, Across fuck the yeah. Fifth Dimension. Oh, yeah. It's a good right movie. I have the Shout Factory Blu-ray for that. Me too. Me too. That is one of those movies that I can continually go back to and watch. I remember seeing it in the theater when it came out. It was one of the first PG-13 movies ever made or ever rated PG-13. Um, the over-the-top John Lithgow. Oh, yeah. Is, makes that movie worth it by itself. And then you watch it and watch all of the other stars that are in that movie that weren't quite stars yet. Mm-hmm. It's like, At oh. the tipping point. Yeah. yeah. They're all at the tipping point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you get the great Jeff Goldblum in it. Yeah. Oh, and Peter Jeff, Weller. Yeah. Peter Weller. Oh, my God. Before before he got his degree in history and became a uh, history f- p- p- professor at uh, Syracuse. Yeah. These people are smarter than we think. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, seriously. Yeah. Well, yeah. a lot of actors, I noticed they have college degrees and stuff. Because, mm-hmm. you know, for What's to this? be an oh, actor, crap. I think it's a little harder than people think. Like you ha- and, oh, yeah. you, James you Woods? Know? Who am I thinking of? It was a casino. What about him? James Woods. James, James Woods, Woods. In, is in Casino. Yeah, James Woods. He's like a Mensa or something. He's like some. He's like some super brilliant dude. Yeah, he's a total D bag. Yeah, but yeah, but I, I, I still I've read that he is like some. He's like he's like genius <laughs> level, like genius <laughs> level James IQ. James Woods like super hot to me. James Woods. Yeah, uh, I'd hit. I'd give it a push. Oh, <laughs> or two. All right. Yeah, I'd give him a push off a bridge. <laughs> All right, here's one for you guys. See, the problem, I think, with this show, when we say we're going to do this, a lot of the, at least for me, a lot of my favorite movies I've talked about, I've talked about kind of here. So I was trying to dig into the trough here and try to find some stuff that we may have not talked at least that much about. And one that I know we really haven't covered too much is Superfly, the original Mm. one. The original, not that new Mm. shit, the Mm -hmm. original one with Ron Woods, or Mm. or Ron O'Neill. Ron O'Neill. Ron Ron O'Neill. Um I was introduced to this film through a band I was trying out for, honestly. And these guys were obsessed with this movie. Um, and they're like, you never seen. They're like, they're like, you never seen. And they were using samples from the movie, like, oh, it, awesome. like in their set and stuff. Oh, that's awesome. Um, didn't end up playing with them, but they were really nice guys, and they got me turned on to this movie. So I found a VHS copy of it at like CVS of all places, like twenty something years ago, and brought it home, and I just fell in love. Oh yeah. You know, it's it's a rough movie. Literally, it's a rough film. Oh yeah. And if <laughs> you understand how the movie was made, they did it on a pretty much no budget. Mm-hmm. Um, they were filming without permits in New York, and they and the and the directors did explain. They're like, we would start to film, we would film a scene and get kicked off that corner. We go to another s- corner, film another scene, get kicked off that corner because we had no permits. We couldn't afford it. No. Um, the the iconic car, the Continental, uh, the guy who plays the pimp. In the and Superfly, the other pimp, the what, the uh, the guy with the white suit, mm-hmm. the white suit, not Superfly, not not, not Ron not, O'Neill, not, not not Young Blood Priest, the guy yeah. who actually played the real pimp. That yeah. was actually his car for real, and he was a real pimp, and he real was a real pimp. pimp. He was yeah. a real pimp. Yeah. They said, "Well, we need, can we use your car?" He's like, "Yeah." So, but you got to put me in the movie. You got to put me in yeah, the movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that movie, um, you know, very. It's a rough film. It does have a lot of flaws. Um, there's some scenes that just go way longer than they have to. Some of the audio syncs really bad. Oh, that's just kind of indicative of I know, exploitation I know. films. 
Yeah, they're and I'm not low, saying that, No, I'm not saying it's bad. It's just they're all low budget. Yeah, yeah, totally. Shoestring. Well, the whole sex scene. Style. The whole sex scene with the same water splash over and over yeah. again. <laughs> and you just keep seeing different cuts, like different butts and boobs and stuff like that. Yeah. It's like, what the hell's yeah. going on here? Um, and then the really goofy, weird montage of when they sold all the cocaine, mm-hmm. and you have like this weird montage of all these people like doing the cocaine, but they're, they're still shots. Right, right. People just getting fucking fucked up on cocaine. Um, Polly Which Niles. Is real coke. What what's that? It was real coke. Oh, was it? Oh yeah, I th- I'm sure I heard that. Oh yeah. No wonder they couldn't oh, afford sure. the budget. Spending all on coke. Spending all on coke. <laughs> Polly Niles is also in that movie. Who? She was young blood priest's white girlfriend, right? Because yeah, they always have one white and one black yeah. one. Yeah, and that was his white girlfriend. And for some reason, when I was younger, I was like, for damn, sure that scene was. in the bed where she's just laying there, butt up. I was like, yeah, dude. It's <laughs> like you know, and he just takes the cross and. It's like there was just so much toughness. I mean, why I don't oh, you mean his coke spoon in his cross? That yeah, one? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, why I obviously do not endorse a, a lifestyle like that. I, I did for about twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tough flick. It's a really tough flick. You know, I mean, Ron O'Neill wasn't the greatest. Nobody was really a great actor in that film, but it really was about the whole the whole ball of wax and it was done. See, I have great to argue flick. with that, man. Really, you think- Ron O'Neill was spectacular. He well, he did a lot of his own stunts. I know that. I mean, all that he stuff was, he was doing, jumping over shit, he was doing that all on his own. He actually was going down to do that movie. You think so? I know so. He was a strange Shakespearean actor. He's like quintessential professional. Like everybody would turn to him to how to do the scenes. And, yeah, and yeah. For the, the director would go to him to be like, how do you think we should handle it? So I didn't think I, there was some scenes. I think uh, well, I may have think. I think it may be editing also. Yeah. You could actually see some of like the miscues. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times they couldn't afford to do more than one take. Yeah. Yeah. They just so, be like, and then it. it's a rough film, but it rules. And it's got that soundtrack. Oh, dude, that's that Curtis Mayfield. It's so tough. perfect funk. It's so tough. Perfect it's so funk. Awesome. Yeah, uh, it's mm. a great movie. All in all, I love that flick, and I it's one of those go to films. Mm-hmm. Whenever I want, I, when I want to have, I know I'm going to have a good time. I put on Superfly. It's a fantastic movie to watch, and it's just so tough. There's just so much toughness with that flick. Um, and have just, you seen Sweet Sweet Sweetback's badass song? No, you need to. I've seen yeah. it. I that. saw. It, I actually saw it with uh, the director Q and A afterwards. With Melvin Van Peebles was yes. there. Yes, and oh. he is like really old and senile. Mm-hmm. And every time somebody asked a question, he'd tell him to shut the fuck up. <laughs> for yeah. like, and this went on for like a good forty-five minutes. Yeah. Like yeah. people would ask him these elaborate questions, like, "Oh my god, I'm such a huge fan of you and your movie and what you would do," and he'd be like, "Shut the fuck up." <laughs> That's all he said. He was like, it was obvious he's like was Goofing. senile or something. I don't know. You, he you was, don't think so? He had a handler with him, too. Like, oh, well, okay. Uh, he's really old now. He's pretty yeah. old. He's getting he's up there. He's 80s, 90s. Superfly is an awesome flick, though. I really enjoy that. It's one of those ones I just go back to yeah. over and over again. It's one of my favorite movies. Chris, yeah. what piece of shit film are you going to suggest? Uh, <laughs> well, you know, I'm a huge uh, female vengeance fan. Always been a fan of that subgenre. So... I spit on your grave. Oh, oh, dude! Is literally one of the best horror movies ever made. It defined the way a lot of horror was made. I think it defined the word cringe, also. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, definitely a lot of exploitation in that movie too. But I just love the vengeance aspect of that movie. Um, Obviously, it's brutal. Everything yeah, that happens to her brutal. in that movie is yeah. brutal. But when she comes back to take vengeance, yeah. it's sweet. 
it's sweet. Well, it's justice. It's true justice. Um, yeah, and that's you don't get that in life. I think that's why the movie has the staying power, whatever form of that film you you see. Well, and it feels like it's dirty, it's grimy, and it has that kind of like seventies like deliverance feel to mm-hmm. it still too. Yeah, you know, and she's in the water and she's filthy, and then she comes back and like I'm gonna fucking kill all you people, and I think um, her performance in that movie. Is great too. What you came know? first, that or how Last House on the Left? I think Last House on the Left came first, actually, because I was actually doing some reading on this a few weeks ago. I'm pretty sure Last House on the Left was that, first because they always felt very similar to me. Yeah, they where, do. Except for Last House on the Left was a lot more gritty, I think, or at least it felt it to me. Um, yeah. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, so that's one, you know, I've I've written a couple articles about that movie. Um and yeah. I was actually a big fan of the first remake too. Um so that's it. I like Last House on the Left. I'm sorry, I spit in your grave. <laughs> <laughs> my God. Michelle, um, your turn. I'm going to pick for my next movie Akira. Um Ooh. which is the first anime I ever saw. They used to have this thing on uh, Sci-Fi Network before it was when it was actually called the, the Sci-Fi Channel. Before they changed it just to Sci-Fi, uh, back in the '90s, they would have Anime Saturday, mm-hmm. and they would show just a bunch of anime movies and stuff. If you talk to any like weeb from that's my age, they, we all got into anime from basically the Sci-Fi Channel Anime Saturday, like. And I remember I was I think I was like twelve or thirteen, and I, Akira came on, and I, I'd never seen anything like that in my entire life. I'd never saw cartoons with like blood in them, with death, with you know just adult themes, and it was all cyber cyberpunk and crazy, and like just it absolutely blew my dome. Like it 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 influenced every my taste for the rest of my life. Like after I watched Akira, I was like, it, it absolutely blew my mind and made me into the anime fan I am now. But even if you're not into anime, it's probably one of the most gorgeously animated films mm-hmm. of all time. Uh, it's absolutely... I mean, the animation in it is so precise that when they dubbed it into English, the lip flaps don't match anymore. Like, usually when they do anime, they kind of just animate mouth movement and then they just talk. But, mm-hmm. th- like, you can actually see them making the phonetic, like, mm-hmm. sounds with Ooh's their lips and, and stuff. Yeah. So like it looks like a like you know if you ever watch like a kung fu movie dubbed and like their lips don't match what they're saying it looks like that that's how accurate their animation was like they spent so much time on this movie they would like there's like a kind of like a funny famous thing where they the director had them animate this background scene where somebody's talking and the background scene it took them like months to animate it and it was literally only shown for like five seconds Mm -hmm. like but every single aspect of the film is animated and and fluid and like the background details like there's nothing overlooked and also it's just like you know a cool story you know a guy Mm -hmm. gets power he can't control it and you know he's it's the old uh, you know there's a cool guy a co-protagonist and then like a downtrodden underdog Mm -hmm. type guy and everybody steps on him and kicks him around and then he gets power and then he just goes crazy and can't and, and ends up trying to like you know kill everybody they kind of stole that when they made um chronicle chronicle which i always call bootleg american akira because i fucking, <laughs> i hate that movie and See, i for always me, akira ruined anime for me 
Oh my it god! It was so perfect. You're gonna yeah. get your eyes closed. That oh, I thought I thought you were gonna go, I thought you were gonna go dark so with that. Like, oh, perfect. <laughs> like yeah. there's a scene where one of the kids screams and all the windows and all yeah. the skyscrapers around him break. Every single piece of glass falling on the screen is individually animated. Yes, they didn't trace nothing. Literally 10,000 pieces of glass falling all individually animated. It's funny because they use a lot of, like, if you even if you watch modern anime to this day, or even Western uh, cartoons, you'll see the little sequences they've taken from Akira and traced over to make, like, uh, a really famous one is the one where... Uh, Kaneda is on his bike and he does that sideways thing where he and the stopped. taillights glow. And, yeah, yeah, like all that stuff they just stole from oh, yeah. Kira because, um, I mean, it's just one of the holdouts from cell animation, which I think looks better than digital. It just has a little more organic quality mm-hmm. to it. Um, anime made a switch over to digital animation in like the late '90s, early 2000s, and they did it this... too early, as far as yeah. I was concerned. They weren't ready. The last movie I saw, I think they made that was still cell animated. It's called Redline. It's actually a pretty pimp movie. It's like a racing movie. Uh, but yeah, Akira is just, and the music's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it's also like has a really weird surreal ending, almost like 2001-esque, where it just starts doing all this weird dreamy stuff at the end. Ba- basically because Otomo hadn't finished the manga when he was, I- I'm just butchering everybody's names. I'm really bad with It doesn't matter. Names. It's fine. We uh, love you. We love you. Oh, the end. We still like and respect <laughs> The end. <laughs> I really like Akira. Who doesn't? Trevor. Uh, no, actually, I do like it. <laughs> uh, what about Travis? Travis what does Travis have it. to it say? Was Travis I, to I, say. Think, I think Travis hated it, but Travis is a douchebag. We all know this. <laughs> um, Travis smokes Marlboro Reds and exactly. drinks a 12-pack of Budweiser. Actually, he, actually he, he drinks 40s of oldie. <laughs> oh, because, gross. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to go um, The Thing. Oh, oh, dude. The perfect horror movie. Yeah. The Carpenter's at your time, I, I assume. Oh, right? yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can't fuck with that. No. You just no, can't. It is it's unfuckwithable. You can't. The perfect horror movie. Yeah. Uh, and it's still that one that everybody still has questions about. Like, what is it, 35 years later? Yeah. Everybody's still like... Was McCready turned? Was I McCready think he a... was. I Carpenter says yes. Yeah. So we have an answer, yes. But do I always trust that opinion? No. No. It's kind of like Bruce Willis saying that Die Hard's not a Christmas movie. Fuck Bruce Willis. Bruce hmm. Willis, fuck him in the ass. Oh, God. <laughs> Die Hard is a Christmas movie. The world can suck my dick. Um <laughs> It is. It is declared, <laughs> so it shall be done. <laughs> the, the screenwriter said it's a Christmas movie. It's a Christmas movie. Right. When I think about what an alien might be, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that it's all, you know, you have all these movies with all these different interpretations of what horror may be, gore, mm-hmm. mutilation, uh, whatever it might be, and and the effects that would that it does to your body on a cellular level to do crazy things, um, you know we have all these great interpretations. We have all these different yeah. films out there, and that's what makes it really fascinating to watch films of this sort. Um, the thing, what Carpenter did with the thing, or the ideas presented, or the visuals presented in mm-hmm. the thing, 
I, you know, after many views, and I don't, we may not share this opinion, but I'm like, okay, if some gnarly fucking thing came down here, we discovered some gnarly fucking thing on this planet, right? And it started doing some gnarly stuff to us. That's kind of, I think, what. Mm -hmm. <laughs> kill it, first of all, kill it with fire. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that is the. the In moral. a literal sense. Yeah. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Uh, um, for me, the, what what I always loved was the sense of isolation. Yeah. Oh, totally. In that he captured it perfectly. Um, I loved the interplay between the characters. You don't know who to trust. You don't know what the hell's going on for the majority of the movie unless you speak Norwegian. Because the there's no the helicopter flying yeah, over yeah, yeah. actually literally tells them exactly what's what's going on and what the dog is. Okay. In the beginning of the movie, like plot's given away, everything's done within moments. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Because there's no subtitles. Yeah, they don't subtitle the the helicopter pilots. Yeah, but that's what the helicopter pilots are. You know, <laughs> the dog's an alien. The dog just killed everybody. Fuck. Kill it! Kill yeah. it! Kill it! And yeah, holy shit! I yeah. think that make this movie makes a really good case also for the superiority of practical effects versus CGI, because that movie looks absolutely fantastic, and it's like what 30, 40 years later, mm -hmm. and C CGI from movies three years ago looks like shit. So no, well, look what I'm saying. Look it's at the prequel. So damn real, man. Look yeah. at the prequel so slash remake they made of the thing, mm -hmm. and. You know, they did practical effects for the movie, and then they went back and said, we're taking the practical effects out because the kids that are going to see this movie won't... They did do practical effects. They did do yeah, practical effects, they but they didn't CGI'd take it out. they over them. They, 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 C they oh, modified okay. the, effect, the practicals with, with CGI so oh. that they could have That's a little bit more That's actually a real phenomenon, though. I've, you know, I interact with a lot of uh, you know film fans online, and the younger ones that grow up with CGI think practical effects look fake it's mm -hmm. oddly which i don't understand because they look more real to me than cgi cgi looks extremely fake to me even really mm -hmm. good cgi looks fake to me it's got uncanny value i think mean, it's just a matter of perspective though yeah i mean i guess i think it's a matter young of kids prefer we grew up sonically with yeah. they've done they've done research projects also with with younger kids and they prefer the sound of mp3 to to true audio to lossless audio they they've prefer. Just, they've just heard it compressed just, their entire they've life. heard it compressed their entire life and they don't really understand what what high fidelity is that, yeah. that, that that you know, yeah. I don't want to go too far in the weeds with that, but you know, that's the same mm -hmm. thing. It's the exact thing, same thing with CGI. Uh, I think younger people are just being raised on CGI. So when they're when something like the like dare I throw it out there, but you know, the original Clash of the Titans, the claymation's thrown, they're like, "What? This looks fucking weird. What is this?" It's like, "No, dude, <laughs> this that was done all is, for real. That this is, is real. Effects. That's special effects, man. Hell yeah. Um, Hell yeah. Sorry, Michelle, I didn't mean no, to. Well, people weren't ready for the thing too. When it came out, it was critically panned. Oh, it was destroyed. They, did, they had no. Just, yeah. They were like, "What the shit is this? Like, it's like Nobody it was so it. intense and gory and disgusting and like the level of just people were not ready for that." Movie. No. It was so wrong. And it was the first R rated movie I ever saw. Oh, was it? Yep. Mine was Friday the 13th. Really? Yeah. Scott, you know, you're I, up. I was going to talk about another one movie, but you talked about the thing. And I'm, you know, I said I didn't want to talk about films I've talked about before, 
but I also like to talk about films that I really like. Yeah. So That's let's stay with Carpenter here and Prince of Darkness. I, I'm, oh, I've thrown that, that one, out so many damn times on the show. That is such a dark horse in his in his filmography, I've, too. I'm sorry, guys. I know I've said this. I've talked it's about this. probably been 50 episodes since I know. you've mentioned well, this. So. That, all I'll no, say is right. that. I'll just leave it at that. I don't want to go into any No, it's a great I believe movie. that just got released from Shaft Factory as well. Yes, it did. Did, did it? it? Yeah. 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 Blu-ray? Oh, yeah. Fuck. I've got to order it tonight. And yeah. I think Best Buy has it on sale for like fourteen ninety nine. I'm too. going there. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think it's only available online. You got to order it. I'll right order it sure. tonight. <laughs> Do it. I, I love that. I one. I love them. You know, and it it was a part of what Carpenter referred to as his Apocalypse trilogy. Mm-hmm. The thing, yeah. Prince of Darkness, and In the Mouth of Madness. All um, in the Mouth of Madness. Yeah. Is, Dude, uh, in the all mouth terrifying of madness films. Is, oh, in the Mouth of Madness is incredible. You oh. know, we saw that at the theater. Oh, we, so saw, we. we saw at the Heavy Beacon thing. East on opening yeah. night because I was like, we have to see this. Mm-hmm. And we saw it at the Beacon East and we were the only, me and Alicia were the only people in the theater. You want to talk about being creeped out. Oh, dude. Oh, dude. You're in that, that old rundown theater. Oh, it's, yeah. it's a, it is a nightmare. The, the, uh, I went and saw it with a bunch of my friends and holy crap, went to bed that night and in my dream, I woke up yeah, and the creepy kid on the bicycle that turned into an old man yeah the old man is standing next to my bed looking Uh, down at me and then in my dream i wake up from that and and i'm like oh thank god and then he pops up from the foot of my bed and i'm like dude dude, dude, gives you a hand job gives you a handy yeah exactly he gave you an old-fashioned no no. (laughs) (laughs) he got an old-fashioned from an old man I just want to know, did he have lotion in his pocket for you? Yes, he did. I wouldn't know. I woke up screaming. He popped up like a a jack-in-the-box, and that was with his little plastic hand. Wrong kind of popping up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Prince of Darkness, very briefly, I I love the ideas that were presented in the film. Mm -hmm. I think, honestly, of the three, like we have the thing... Prince of Darkness and the Mouth of Madness of the three, I think Prince of Darkness was maybe maybe the weakest of the three. It was, I think so. You know, all around. Yeah. Um, however, the ideas in that film to this day still blow my mind. It was brilliant. Um, and and you know, when I say it's the weakest of the three, Prince of Darkness still has the dream sequence, which well, is one of my all time, to me. And we said it earlier, putting the hook in you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That will never, ever, ever leave my psyche. That vision, you know, of the dream mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the sounds, the voices, the tachyons mm-hmm. that were going back. That whole thing, to me, it'll never leave me. It's yeah. one of the yeah. in that. Speaking of nightmares, yeah. I mean, you're talking about the heaviest of the heaviest, man. Oh yeah, you know, Beelzebub is staring out of the church at your ass. Yeah, like yeah. everybody's it, it's eight year old watching Nightmare on Elm Street level. Yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah. heavy. You know, and that's all I'm gonna say. We've talked about the film before. Probably a little bit more depth, but I love that. Movie well, it's so much. funny to me that when you say that it's the weakest of the three, because I'm one of those people that, honestly, John Carpenter's made one movie I don't care for. That's it, out of his entire catalog. Like he is probably top two directors of all time for me. Mm-hmm. What's the one you don't like? Elvis. Elvis. Yep. I never saw it. Sorry, yeah. Kurt Russell made for TV movie. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, what? Totally out of character for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That that's the only movie of his where and it, and it's still pretty good. Yeah. So it's like, well, crap. I just like the idea of the film. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't like the idea. It terrifies the hell out of me, actually. <laughs> but it's an interesting idea. Yeah, yeah. The, the whole premise was very interesting. Um, 
Yeah, yeah. and that's it. I don't want to. I could go all day on that movie. So I, I want to throw one out there from kind of left field, and you guys are probably beat the fuck out of me for this one. We'll do that anyway. So, but Mountain Dew. Um, Hit him. Here, I got my, my favorite. I got my weapon too. This Ooh. little plastic bottle. <laughs> you know where these are going, right? <laughs> You'll there's lose, a them, in. You'll lose I, them in there. There's a movie, movie I absolutely adore that most people are like, what the fuck are you talking about? But Hannibal. Oh, dude. The sequel to Silence of the Lambs. I love it. Love it. Oh, dude. Love is, it. You know, here's Ridley Scott again. Beautiful movie. Um, I, I even like the recasting of Juliana Moore in that. Uh, dude. Me she too. ruled. She ruled. She nailed yeah. the role. She yeah, I nails thought she was. I role. actually liked her a little bit more cold than I liked Jodie Foster. And cold as ice, man. I haven't seen it. It's oh my god, you have got oh, it's so brutal. No. You would love it's it. So oh. good. What's um, the third one? Red Dragon. Yeah, yeah. Red Dragon is technically the first one. But Red yeah. Dragon oh, is a remake. Let's run down this. Let's run down this rabbit hole because I put Silence of the Lambs on my list. But talk about Hannibal. Oh, sweet. So yeah, Hannibal. To me, this is kind of like the Empire Strikes Back of the Hannibal Lecter trilogy. Yeah, like he comes back more fierce in this movie in the shit that he pulls off with like the detective played by Juan Carlo Giannini. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Dude, that death sequence is so the depositing. Well, it's artistic. It's artistic yes. as hell. Yes. Yeah. It's and got music, so much style. The music yeah. that's used over that scene and yeah. the way that entire setup happens where yeah. he comes and basically he's gonna confront him and you know, I know who you are now. But he doesn't really let on to that, mm-hmm. and then next thing you know, he's dispatched. It's done. It's done. Yeah, yeah. It's done. It's done, and you're like, "What the fuck what? just happened?" I've yeah. never seen that in a movie before. Yeah, never. Yeah. Um, yeah. The entire setup sequence at the very beginning of the movie with the shootout. Oh yeah. You wouldn't expect that from so intense. A Hannibal Lecter movie. Like yeah, no, I didn't no. think that I was Gun going fight? into this to see a this awesome gunfight between drug dealers and cops where they're just getting fucking and shot they, the fuck they, too. And then they add to it by having the the antagonist with a baby. She has oh, AIDS. Baby yeah. doesn't. If she shoots the ba- shoots the woman and the blood gets on the baby, baby the baby has got the baby. Yeah. yeah. Like that <laughs> whole sequence. If, if it gets into the baby's mouth. Yeah. Yeah. You're saying? yeah. yeah. Well, okay. there, and there's a whole, the, well, the whole or sequence. Or eyes. Or, oh. Yeah. Know, and, there, and they show a, a whole sequence with her washing the baby off as yeah. fast as she can there's now a whole the scene oh. the whole scene after that when they're when they're it, when and she's, she's being well she she's being interviewed about what happened and she's like you know you shot a woman with a baby in her arm she's like no her baby was in a holster in her arms was a mac 10 i think yeah. perhaps Heavy. the best thing about this movie and michelle i highly so suggest beautiful. you watch this this weekend so you beautiful. have the trifecta of awesome actors all playing antagonists You've got Anthony Hopkins as Hannibal. You've got Gary Oldman as Mason Verger. And you've got Ray Liotta playing the primary FBI agent who's on the case. Mason Verger is so disturbing. Diabolical. Uncomfortable disturbing. Diabolical, man. Spectacular. It's and it's I've, trashy. I've never heard anything bad about it. Michelle, it's, I got a copy if you wanna if you wanna yeah, borrow I was, it. Yeah, so. I have it too. And yeah. the thing about it is it's a great movie, but it does have like that little bit of trashy element to it too. Oh yeah. But, but still it's phenomenal. Did you did any of you guys actually watch Hannibal Rising? The yeah. Pre, the prequel? Yeah. 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 Holy crap, that was good. It was really good. Like, it got panned. It got ignored no, completely. Great, great film. And here you are watching Hannibal become Hannibal. Yeah. yeah. Who plays him in the I can't remember the. It kid's was a name. French, very actor. interesting origins yeah. film about where it came from. Oh, 
you know, and it does make you obviously feel. It gives for that you character. sympathy yeah. for. Yeah, it gives you sympathy. Hannibal, level. to me, and like Chris, you did sum that up nice. Hannibal, really, it, it's not to me. It's way more of a drama thriller type film. There's not. I mean, it's not when scary. we get into the nitty gritty of it, yeah. Is this the yeah. movie where he makes somebody eat their own brain? Yes. yes. Yeah. That okay. Would be it. I remember seeing that scene. Yeah, yeah, Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta. Eating and it looks brain. really good. It yeah. looks. It looks phenomenal. I mean, so the, I mean, first the brain time, looks delicious. That's the, the, the first time I saw that movie was at a place in Chicago called yeah. the Bruin View. Yeah. And so you you can go drink as much as you want, get smashed, and watch movies. And so packed theater, and I have a table full of incredibly drunk dudes right behind me, and. The scene's progressing, and then Hannibal lifts the top of his skull off. The dude sitting right behind me <laughs> jumped four feet in the air, climbed over the back of his booth, and was screaming at the screen, Oh, fuck no. Oh, fuck no. Oh, no, no. Oh, fuck no. Yeah. Greatest. Yes. Greatest reaction I've <laughs> yep. ever seen to anything in a movie. There's so, so much. Perfect. There's just so much. With that film, it's such a rich movie to me. With it's layered, movie, dude. You know, it, mm-hmm. It's so layered. The you can cooking, watch it like four times in spot. Oh, little, dude, I have. I have. Things. Yeah. You know, the cooking, him cooking, you see him chopping up spinach, you know, and there's just all this beauty involved mm-hmm. with the movie. The, and, you know, we also get to get more into the love, the whole love thing with, mm-hmm. with Agent Starling and Hannibal Lecter. Um, and we're going to stop because I want Michelle to see this <laughs> yeah. movie. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's an important love. film for all you right. to see. Let's give Michelle Fucking the floor awesome. now. Fucking awesome. It's all you, Michelle. Great pick, Chris. Seriously, you didn't get beat up for that. Great Thank pick. You. <laughs> I'll, I'll pick uh, I, people that follow me on Facebook know I like trash movies. Uh, one of my favorite trash <laughs> movies is Miami Connection. Fuck yes. Which is like the quintessential 80s trash movie that combines all the most 80s things ever. So it's like about... <laughs> ninjas it's a ninja clan and they are also coke dealers and then um the only people that can stop them is this karate uh club who are also moonlight as like musicians and i know i've seen this (laughs) this is the real plot to the movie too i believe you i gotta see this (laughs) I, i i know i've seen this but i think i brought it over here once and we watched it at a party. No, we watched it at your house. Oh, did we watch it? Yeah, my we house? watched it at your house. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, I mean, it has first off, this they're called Dragon <laughs> Sound is the name of the karate slash Dragon band. Sound. Dragon yes. Sound. And they wear shirts we that say are Dragon, Dragon Sound. Yes. And their songs are fucking amazing too. They're really catchy. Really. Yes. <laughs> What's it called? It's called the. It's Dragon called Miami Sound. Connection. Oh, I gotta find this. Miami, Con- it's amazing, and I it's gotta like. Find this. It, I do, like if when you explain the plot to people, they're like, "That's not a real movie." I'm like, "Oh, it is a real movie," and oh. there's like karate fights in it, ninjas, and then it, and then in the end it gets really gory for no fucking reason whatsoever. Like it's, it's kinda, a ninja movie. It's supposed to. It was kind of lighthearted up until this one point, and then all of a sudden it's just fucking people are getting their arms chopped off and shit, and like it's a ninja movie. In between, in between interludes of like Dragon Sounds, awesome uh, <laughs> concerts, licks. licks. <laughs> It's just the most ridiculous movie, but it's really fun to. It, it's just the acting's terrible in it, and just. Oh, it sounds like heaven. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's it a does. fun party movie. I love movie. bad movies. I love really. That's how my wife and I met. I was watching. Yeah. Was, was talking about bad yeah. movies. Like my boyfriend's not like super ingrained. into them, but he knows if he comes over, I'm probably putting on a piece of shit for us. I, to I watch. got I gotta borrow <laughs> that from you sometime. 
Huh? I gotta borrow oh, that yeah, from you. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's fucking... It's great. It always makes me... Whenever any ninjas in any movie from the 80s makes me think of Ninja for the Domination. Oh, yeah. There, uh, maybe, was, maybe Ninja it was, 3. It's Ninja 3. But there's a scene in one of the ninja movies. I don't remember which one of the 16 that came out in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Where they're having this fight in a plaza in front of a, a, a hotel or something. And there's this big fountain in the middle. And this ninja jumps up and he's about to throw a ninja star and something hits him and he hits himself in the forehead with the ninja star (laughs) and a geyser of blood 14 feet (laughs) sprays out of the top of his head and then he falls into the fountain and all the water in the fountain turns red and i'm like spectacular dude that was a one inch incision on your forehead what the hell just happened like they don't make them anymore and it's sad that was just you know when when's the last time a ninja movie came out i don't know like 10 million Kung Fury. Came out. Oh, yeah. That's, you know, I'm in like a full on just. Like, there should be like a full on, like, G.I. Joe yeah, retaliation. Like back. I didn't see that. Oh, God. Is that the second one? Yeah. The one second was, one was better than the first one. One was enough of those movies. I was not going to subject myself. The second myself one was to... worth it for the ninja fights. Uh, it yeah. really was. The ninja fights were spectacular. But it had Bruce Willis in it. <sighs> Fuck you, Bruce Willis. Yeah, was it the Rock in, in that too? Bitch. The Rock was in the second one too. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and because uh, <laughs> in the second one they kill all the main characters. They killed the everybody. <laughs> they killed Duke. They kill everybody. I went with one scene. of my best friends who has a he has a giant crush on Channing Tatum. All <laughs> right, <laughs> sorry about and, your luck. <laughs> and so we're watching the movie, and they kill Channing Tatum in the beginning of the movie, oh, and no. he's like. Well, I have no purpose being here anymore. <laughs> like, like we can leave now. I'm like, dude, it's opening night. I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. Like, I came here to watch a G.I. Joe movie. Bitch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Trev, what's your pick? Um, oh. <laughs> I, I, I'm tempted to go back to Carpenter. Do I'm it going to. Big Trouble in Little China. Fuck oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Um, it's, it, there's nothing about that movie I don't love. Nothing. Like, I can't think of a single scene in that movie where I'm like, that was badly done. No, that movie's... Because pr- it was it's so over the film. type and so... So... Took advantage of what it was to the extremes, and it just turned out perfect. Well, you talk about details in a film, too. That movie's oh, another yeah. one that you can watch over, and there's just oh, yeah. so many little things that'll pop out at you. Oh, yeah. Um, and yeah. Jack Burton is one of the greatest film heroes ever written because he is so horribly flawed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, like he, he, he's like really inept at everything, which yeah. is like, but it's great because he's the protagonist, but yeah. he sucks at everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which makes it perfect though, because it's like you're getting this insane story through the eyes of this guy that doesn't know his ass from a hole in mm-hmm. the ground, yeah. and so you actually believe everything. But he still has a giant ego. Which oh makes yeah. It well, he thinks he's a, he thinks he's the ultimate badass. Yeah. But yeah. He, he's a well, bumbling. You idiot listen to the old pork chop express. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love man. the truck. You watch when you do see the truck. Finally, I mean, I love that you just see that it says hauling ass. Yes, mm-hmm. the truck. Yep. I wrote, I actually used to draw. That movie came out when I was very young. Um, yeah, yeah. So we I was were, draw, we I used kids. to draw trucks that were called hauling. I don't know why. I just was obsessed with that idea with a truck hauling ass. I thought no, it was it's so a great wordplay. It's a great word. I yeah, wordplay on that on that yeah, vehicle. Yeah. Oh my god, that movie. Um, it was really cool. I I moved here to Michigan from uh, from San Francisco, Bay Area. And I'll never forget the first time when I first moved there, my girlfriend took me up to, to Chinatown 
And I'm, we're walking around, and I'm like, holy crap, that's where. Holy crap, that's where. Holy yeah. crap. Like, I knew all the spots because yeah. of that movie. And, like, we went and had dinner at where the the, the Black Pearl Dragon yeah. restaurant yeah. was. Like, that's where we went and had dinner that night. And, like, it was spectacular. Remember when we were in Atlanta, that store? Oh, yeah. Or the pizza had, place. Yeah, and it painted on the front of it. They had all the characters Oops, from Big Trouble and Little China painted on the windows, like soap paintings, basically. Yeah. Oh. Painted, like, the entire pizza place. But I think the pizza place was, like, Big Trouble and Little China based. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Like, it was, like, a play on the name. I don't remember the exact name yeah. of it, though. Big Trouble and Little Sicily. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, it's a fun movie, too, because it takes a lot of tropes from movies that, you know, a lot of people probably hadn't seen at that point, mm-hmm. like a lot of Charbo's films mm-hmm. and like uh, a, a lot, lot of the, the just a lot of those ideas, like mm-hmm. uh, and, and incorporated them into the the film, mm-hmm. you know, and, and when I first saw it, like I had no idea about that kind of stuff back then. And then I rewatched it after I'd seen all those films. I was like, oh, man, he took a lot of stuff from those type of films and just kind of west and kind of like it's a kind of like a really cool you know fusion of western style movies and 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 hong kong cinema yeah. in like a way that americans can like yeah. you know and i thought it was cool because it wasn't insulting it. to, the, no. to the source material and at all too it doesn't have like the white savior thing because jack burton sucks real bad like everybody is really <laughs> wong is like, one who saves everybody yeah, yeah. he's the, you know except for the end one knife throw and these guys yeah. speak jack- english Hey, what's this guy's prop? <laughs> Favorite part of that whole movie. Like they, they don't make like Jack Burton. Like oh, I mean, because Kurt Russell's so charismatic, like you can't yeah. help but just yeah. think love, he's him. Co- love him. I love really, him. really so much. Because like even in the movie, even though he's kind of egotistical, he's not like really like a jerk though. He's like no, he's cool. He's cool dude. He is. He is. Like, he's, he's that guy he, you would like to hang out with. Yeah, he's like a, even he, though he's a putz. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like he's not he's just trying to do his job and get where he's trying to go he's not yep. trying to hurt anybody I just want my yeah he just wants his truck back. I just want yeah. my truck back. I just want my truck back yeah. that's oh. it what that's, is this it's the hell of the upside down man upside down sinners <laughs> alright I'm gonna the totally the Chinese have a lot of hells Jack I'm gonna <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna throw this thing for a major curveball um, I was spending some time the last couple weeks trying to decide what my favorite thing I've ever seen Clint Eastwood in um, pine I, box. What's that? Nothing. That was a horrible comment. <laughs> I said a pine box. Shut up, you dick. <laughs> Why do you want everybody to, to die? Say. Yeah, what's that? you want everybody <laughs> dead? <laughs> um, and I decided, yeah, you just killed that fucking bitch. Jeez, <laughs> literally, you I killed actually, that. I kid. actually really like like his movies, so um, I'm just being a shit. Pale Rider. <laughs> oh um, yeah. Ooh. Man, you know, and I've watched, you know, all of his westerns. Mm-hmm. You know, I know people really, it's easy for people to say, oh, they're all the same. No, they're not. Mm-hmm. They're all, you know, fistful of dollars, a few dollars more, good, the bad, and the ugly, uh, two meals for Sister Sarah. I, we can go on and on. Pale Rider was later, you know, that's a 1985 film, mm-hmm. right? Um, very different from the previous work that he did in, you know, the Westerns. Well, let's call, I know with Spaghetti Westerns, let's just call mm-hmm. them Westerns. Let's keep it simple, right? Pale Rider was a very different character, right? Um it's more human. Very well, but he was. I, you know what? I could be totally off on this. I still think that he was a spirit, an entity of some sort, because you do see in the film when he takes his shirt off, he's got all these like you know bullet holes and will lashings on his back and stuff like that. And you do hear later in the film when the marshal comes, their last resort because they can't get rid of this guy. They're like, 
you know, where the hell did you come from? I thought you were dead, you know? Yeah. And at the end of Pale Rider, it's, the, you know, it's the very, you just kind of see him right off and kind of just vapor. It's kind of that shade and yeah. that shame ending. Yeah, and I've talked about this stuff before, you know, and I think they've used that, that idea in, in some of the other films too, mm -hmm. but it really, I thought, shined out in this film. There's a tenderness about this. He's a fucking badass. I mean, mm -hmm. but he was super nice. Like, you know, he had a chance to like, you know, get, you know, the two hot chicks in the film, they were like both like the daughter and the mother, like all wired him and shit the whole way through. Mm -hmm. And he's like, no, no, you can't, you, you, you can't do that with me. Super cool. Ethics are there. Morals are there. Mm -hmm. He sees a group of people who are just trying to get by and make, you know, take advantage of the gold rush, you know, and the man is coming down on him. Right. It's a really great, Tale I of, need you know, to rewatch it. I don't it's a think fucking I've seen awesome it like movie. It's so years. great. You know, uh, you got a very young Chris Penn mm -hmm. uh, in that. You know, in that film, um, it's just a really classic, great uh, tale of heroism. Um, you know, where the little guy is just being beaten down by the big guy. You know, at the time, and I just I could watch that over and over again. I said it to Amber after I, I watched it up about a week and a half, two weeks ago, and I'm like, I have decided that Pale Rider is not only my favorite like Clint Eastwood Western Western film, it's just my favorite Clint Eastwood film in general. It's a really, really, really amazing film. You know, and I may be off on some of my things about it, but in general, it's just really fun to watch. The story is really rich. You know, I've said this before on the show about, about especially the spaghetti westerns. When I was young, I just wanted to see the gunfights. Mm -hmm. But now that I'm older, I want to know why there's a gunfight happening. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it mm -hmm. it flip-flops. And even Pale Rider which was more of a linear type of story, it still was an immensely complex uh, plot. Yeah. Um, not maybe as complex as, as something like, you know, a few for a few dollars more, which was immensely complex. Just the, the, the characters. Much. And how it, it was it, the writing is amazing, but yeah, it may be, been a little bit too much. But, you know, beautiful. But yeah, Pale Rider, um, you know, just the name is just mm -hmm. tough. <laughs> I'm a Pale Rider. I mean, it's like, you know, it's just... The whole well, thing about that it. or a guy that has the biggest cowboy hat in history. Well, because the pale rider is death, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. He comes out, he rides on a mm -hmm. pale horse. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of the idea. That's why I'm saying, like, this may not be Maybe what he was it seems. Maybe he wasn't. And I'm sure, you know, I'm, I'm kind of going off the hip, like we were saying tonight. What, what if he was actually death he instead could, of being a ghost? He and he's been. escorting the women to, to the afterlife. Well, no, I'm, women. The mom and the girl? Well, no, they're not. Oh, no, not escorting, yeah. Well, no, I think I, who knows? It's a yeah. really weird, I mean, I'm sure we could probably Google it and get some really <laughs> deep end synopsis that'll, that'll answer, or somebody on YouTube has probably explained this to death. That's not the point. It's just fun to talk about it. Yeah. The movie exactly. rules. Yeah. Watch it. Well, I'm going to latch on to yours because you brought up Clint Eastwood. <laughs> you latch on to it all the time anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never stop. Grabby hands. I think we might have time to go around once more. That's cool. So, yeah, that's cool. Um. Gran Torino. Fucking awesome. I That's good movie. love that movie. <laughs> I love uh, it. I love Get it. Get off my lawn, the movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I. He's so grouchy. I don't even need to go on and on about this movie. I just love the character arc of him in that movie, how he's unaccepting of anything and everybody that's different. But at that, you know, the, you can't teach an old dog new tricks kind of thing. Yeah. Well, he does. You he know, does. he learns to accept, you know, the minority that's living next door to him. And he begins to teach the kid how to do things. And there's a really cool arc to that. Yeah. That he, 
you know, he's racist. He's an old Very racist. racist that, you know, lived through, you know, all the shit in Detroit and everything. And then over time, his personality changes as an old age. And then obviously we get the sad ending, you know, yeah. but I, I always I go back to that movie. Well, I think Walt Kowalski, that, that character, he sees, you know, this family, the child, the, the young man for you know specifically and he sees all the things that are happening around them how they're he's trying like, like literally the, the Hmong gangs yeah um you, you don't have a choice you just have to join right like, there's no you know either you join or you don't join you go do like that you if they want you they're just going to take you and you're they're going to make you be a part of that gang and i think walt kowalski was seeing that when you know through the film and yeah there is those great scenes with him because the kid tries he tried stealing his car. Yeah. His 1972 yeah. Grand Torino. And he caught his ass and nearly shot him, right? Right. And that's when somehow, well, the I think I think the, and I'm, and I'm a little behind on this now too, but he had to come over there and do some work. That was part of their, he, he wronged he was, him. He was making, yeah. He was trying to make amends. Right. And that was, there's that great scene in the garage where, he, you know, hey, man, where'd you get all these tools from? He's like, well, a thief like you wouldn't really understand this, but a man acquires tools like this over a period of 50 years. Right. <laughs> Stuff like that. Um, I think he just, I don't think it was necessarily the people, you know, I mean, he started, obviously he learned to like the people on a personal level, but I think he just saw something like this neighborhood's going to shit. I'm getting tired of seeing this stuff happening. And there was nothing he could do either about the neighborhood changing. So he had to well, adapt. Well, he did a few things. To what was going well, he had on. To, it was neighbors, but he did a few things. There was a couple of situations we saw where, you, yeah. know, you know, he just basically pulled a gun out and said, fuck you guys. Right. You know, and so... It's a, it's a it's a very complex character. I Walt think Kowalski. The, I think the thing for me why I like it so much is I always like slice of life movies. Yeah. That could actually take place in reality, and that's how I felt with that movie. Like these were real characters. They, you know, it, it was really they based could actually in that. exist in our space. So that always impresses me. Yeah. And I just thought the direction was great. So my better half, Amber. Literally, we saw that movie in the theater, and she said, "That is you in forty <laughs> years." <laughs> See, that is not without the racism element, right, but, right. but like the whole, the, Grouch, the line, the line that he, what's that? The grouchy, get off my lawn. Yeah. Well, the, the line that he said that convinced Amber that was going to be me was he was talking to the young girl, I forget her name, but, uh, and he's like, so where are you guys from? Well, we're from this island, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, huh, I thought the cold kept all the idiots out, right. you know? And I'm like, I've been saying that for years. I'm like, boy, summertime <laughs> comes, all the idiots come out. Right. Wintertime is when I'm happy because people stay indoors and there's no horse shit going yeah. on, you know. Uh, and when I heard that, line, I'm like, oh, my God, I've been saying that for years. Right. So I do. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. But yeah, I do. But he at the end, you know, he he knew. Obviously, where he was going, what was going to happen. He knew his fate. Yeah. And he decided to do something decent with that. Try to help somebody out. You yeah. know, it's a great flick. I think it's a really it's not my obviously not my favorite one. No, no, uh, Clint no. Eastwood's, but. but it's just one that I always like. It's a poetic said, film. You know, I love the scene also where he's washing and waxing his car, and they just show him on the back porch smoking a cigarette, looking at his car, and he takes the drag off his cigarette and goes, ain't she sweet? He just looks at the car. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, and I've done that same exact shit. I washed, <laughs> I washed my 2013 Sonic, <laughs> and, I, and I sit on the porch and go, ain't she sweet? I mean, it's a beautiful thing. That's a fucking sweet car. All right, oh, Michelle, cool give us another one. Awesome movie. Um, 
Um, I'm gonna pick Kill Bill. Oh, uh-huh. that's part, on my list too. Part awesome. one and two. Yeah, I like I like both of them for different reasons. Uh, well, for one, I love Asian films, and that's like Quentin Tarantino's love letter mm. to Asian films, both Japanese and Hong Kong. Uh, I would say part one skews more Japanese, and part two skews more Hong Kong Shaw Brothers. Um, Pai Mei. Yes. It's part two, isn't it? Who's mm-hmm. played by... Uh, Gordon Liu. Yep. Who was in uh, 36 Chambers and all of, all that good stuff. Um, it's just a fantastic film. I just... I love... Well, you like... You probably like it so much because there's like a revenge element to it. Oh, yeah. No, I got, love both those movies. You know, it's got the revenge element. It's got so many stars. Like... Uh, and, and the funny thing is like all the stuff that Tarantino like lifts from other movies... I think a lot of people have issues. Some people have issue with Tarantino because he does that. But I feel like he takes these elements and then puts them together in a in an interesting way to where it's like you can tell he loves the, you know, the source material, but he and he, and he respects it. I yeah. guess is what you're yeah. saying. Like, uh, like that noise that boo boo. Oh God, man, that's, that's from crazy. a movie called King Boxer. Yeah. Uh, I think it's also called like the Five dun, Fingers dun, of Death here or dun, something dun. like that. Um, yeah. but like uh the the fight scene um. Between uh, Kiddo and the Oren Ishii. Oren Ishii. That's uh, Oren Ishii is dressed like the chick from uh, Lady Snowblood, um, and actually, uh, I I just wreck everybody's name, but Mako Kaji uh, sings the song that she's also Lady Snowblood, but she sings the song, one of the songs that plays in the film. Yeah, and like it's like, and there's like an anime part in it that's like an homage to anime, and then the uh, the just it, it, like the scene where um, the crazy eighty eight scene where they're fighting, they Sick. take a lot of stuff from uh, Lone Wolf and Cub, all that the blood squirting out and stuff like. It's just great. Well, I know people don't like the second half as much, but I oh, think dude, it's cool. I actually prefer the second both half. Of yes, a, both of them. Both good. Both parts have the density of like a ton of bricks. Yeah, literally. it's like they're, eight they're, movies in one, they're, man. They're so dense and so involved, but it moves so well, too. I mean, it's yeah. it, it, it pulls you right in. Um, I, I remember just the waiting period because we saw Kill Bill 1. Yeah. And it was like, holy shit. And we had to wait like a year for Kill Bill 2, I think. Yeah. Like, it was a little a, less than a year. It was less than a year. And we were like shitting our months, pants. Yeah, yeah, six or seven yeah. months, something like that. And we were just shitting our pants. We couldn't wait. We just couldn't wait <clears throat> no, I to was see dying. what the hell was going to happen. I was so him. mad that I had to wait. Oh, it was. was but the, those furious. movies are easily another. It's <laughs> uh, another go-to set of films for me. Yeah. Easy. Oh, watch uh, Kill Bill. Um. And and one of the cooler things you get in that is Robert Rodriguez, his band, oh. rocking out the end credits for yeah. part one. With, What's um, his band Mag- called? Chingon. It's called what? Chingon. Chingon. It means yeah. fucker. Oh. <laughs> um, imagine that. That's Shocking, naughty. I know. Um, the Magdalena Saragossa. the end credits. That's... That's Robert Rodriguez rocking out the guitar with his band. So awesome! That, that motherfucker's too talented. He is too talented. It's it's insane. It's not uh, cool. Kill Bill. That's a great call, Michelle. That those is, those movies are. That's my favorite Tarantino movie. I just refer to Kill Bill as when I say it, it's both of them. Yeah, yeah, um, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, it really is. Like yeah. if you play them back to back, it works better. It's one yeah. piece. The, the mechanics, <clears throat> the whole mechanics of the the you know the five point palm exploding hard technique mm-hmm. to me. 
I found that just so fascinating. Like, and, you know, you see it performed <laughs> well, at the end. Yeah, you mm-hmm. should see King Boxer because that's where he and stole then he it. That's where he stole it from. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, five steps. And I mean, he just and he's sitting there talking to her. And he knows he's he's a he's a he's a dead man literally walking now. And they have that beautiful conversation, yeah. you know, and you know, like you oh, know, David Carradine was oh, so Carradine good was so amazing, and it's just it's, it's was that his last movie, his last big movie? Maybe yeah, it may have been. It might have been. Hmm. You know, I I hope you don't it's hate. Fitting. Me. Are you gonna hate me? Or you? I don't hate you. What? You know, no, no, I you, could you, never. Hate you think you, I'm though. a bad person? Oh. You know, you may think I'm a bad person. No, I don't think you're a bad person. I think you're a good person. But sometimes you can be a real cunt. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that, that whole thing, yeah. and they're just having this beautiful conversation. I'll never hate you, kiddo. Yeah, you know he yeah. loves her, and oh, she yeah. loves him too. Yeah, but there's just the way this situation Wait, was set toxic. up. Toxic. I love yeah, the whole Superman, toxic, yeah. the whole Superman discussion. Oh yeah. god, that whole comic discussion was insane. Oh, yeah. Him Brilliant. getting shit faced, like getting loaded. Yeah, you know, and it's talking cra- about the difference between superheroes. And yeah, it's all, crazy because identities. They mm-hmm. build up Bill to be like this scary thing, and when you finally meet him, he's really like charismatic. And he's chill, a father. And he's, he's a philosopher, a, dad. Yeah, and he's making a sandwich. <laughs> he's a father. Mm-hmm. He's a daddy. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't. I, that, that, and that really is that, that. That's so amazing. You said that, Michelle, because yeah, that's true. Like, yeah, you see that scene where she's just like, you know, like we're all like, holy fuck, she's on her way. Yeah. She's on her way. This is going to be the big showdown. And now I'm going to kill Bill. Yeah, we need to do yeah. an entire podcast on Tarantino. We really, we really should. Yeah, um, but, but we yeah. should wait a little while. Kill Bill. Yeah. Until a new movie comes out. I think we got time for one more. All right, go so. ahead. Um, well, I brought him up. I'm going to bring him up again. Uh, Robert Rodriguez. Yeah. We're going to go uh, Desperado. Oh, Fucking yeah. awesome oh, movie. Hell yes. yeah. Yeah. Going to go. A movie I don't watch enough, and I worship that film. Yeah. And I and and its sequel was great, too. Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Oh, dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Great flick. Was Love that, too. Brilliant. I got them both. Um, it's just one of those movies where... Like, I loved El, El Mariachi. I don't know if everybody saw it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I loved him going, you know, I could do this better. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, I could take this to a whole other And it level. is way better. It is. Oh, yeah. It is. It's, it's, and, it's a beautiful, the action sequences and are the just acting, completely off the hook. And the acting. Yeah. I mean, Antonio Banderas is spectacular in yeah. it. Selma Hayek is Selma Hayek. Danny Trejo. I mean, yeah. you can't go wrong as long as he's in your movie. Like you got, yeah. you got to hit. Well, you know that movie opens up with Steve Buscemi, yeah, telling the story about this the biggest Mexican I've ever the biggest, seen, biggest scariest, the biggest, Mexican. you know. So you and, get this this story, and every time he took a step, the lights dimmed <laughs> just for him. But as the movie is as, as the story progresses, we see, you know. He's not the biggest Mexican. No, he's he's a he's a man. He's a dude, and he's, he's a, a flawed man too. He's, he's not a very perfect. handsome Mexican. But yeah, but he's a flawed man. He doesn't really know all of what he's doing. He's been, you know, he's he's been on revenge. Yeah, absolutely. Sound familiar? Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. he's talking about Kill Bill. Same yeah. idea, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, he he's just trying to get revenge any way he can. He's not mm-hmm. a professional at what he does. Um, he, but he's he, very proficient. Very proficient, yeah. <laughs> and he gets better, I think. But I mean, you can see him like, oh shit! You know, there's mistakes that were made. You know, and he nearly dies several I mean, times. There the are so many sequences in that movie that stuck with me. They got the, their hooks in me. Yeah. Um, that to this day I still think are just spectacularly done. The Tarantino, the Latino dude. Sitting at the bar, waiting to get the okay from Cheech. Drinking the shit beer. And they give him the shit beer, yeah. and he's drinking it, and he says, and 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 
Tarantino tells the joke yeah. about the guy pissing all over the bar and all over the bartender and all that. That sequence is so amazing, especially since the joke is literally interrupted with the gunshot in the other in the the Latino right, dude's right. forehead, and he's like, "He didn't check out. You did. Mm-hmm. It's cool, I say. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Um, awesome flick." Yeah, great. Man, good yeah. times, good times. It's it's another one. Yeah, it's one I don't give enough attention to. I need to watch that more because it's every time I watch it, I'm like, damn, this movie rules. Well, no, I had a really hard time. I've been sitting here while you guys were talking about the last two movies, trying to think of what my my next movie was going to be, and I couldn't decide if it was going to be Desperado or Man Manhunter. Oh man, Desperado. Yeah, yeah. Two Desperado. I watch them both all the time yeah. or on a regular basis. So. Manhunter is really good though too. Yeah, oh. and you mentioned Sama Hayek already. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll have that crush for the rest of my life. <laughs> Salma Hayek. Have you guys ever seen Everly? Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. I know you suggested it to me. I watched the oh, shit out of that. Oh, you guys have movie got rules. to see Everly. See oh Everly, my you'll goodness enjoy gracious. It. Is it new? No, it not like, now. It was about three years old, yeah. and it's like straight up Super. violent, just hardcore action from the beginning to the end. Yeah, it and is. it's her. It's all fighting Hayek. for her life through the entire movie. Damn. Really? And it's really... I was really, just thinking, like, is it more haven't violent seen her than, than, uh, Oh, God, what was... Frida? Yeah. That's a joke. I know. It's a joke. Everybody looked at me like, what? What? What's well, these, yeah. What, what cracks you smoke? Yeah. Everly is yeah. a really good flick. You okay. suggested yeah. it to me, Chris. Yeah, I, yeah I'm with Chris I'll have to find it. Violent. Hashtag, I'm with Chris. <laughs> yes. I'll just put that down there. No. Are we done? I think we're done for tonight. These are I'm great. These breath. are fun to do. Yeah. Just randomness. You know, I mean, it's fun to just riff. like every 10 episodes or so. Let's just do, riff. Like, do a sit down riff without, sure. without being too serious about us. Cool. I'm good with that. Yeah. These were idea. all great flicks we talked about tonight, too. They yeah. were all just yeah. top top shelf. Just yep. awesome. And movies. it gave us ideas for whole other shows. Yes. Well, you know, we've been talking I, I, about. I thought of at least two. Yeah, I'm surprised my we head. didn't do a Quentin Tarantino show. It, it's begging to sure be we done. Did we did Carpenter. What? Yeah, Tarantino. I think we've we did. Done, a, we, we did, did a Carpenter one. Oh, did you? Did we? Yeah, I'm almost positive we did a Carpenter one. We did the Paul yes. Thomas Anderson one. That was yep. a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. You don't like Paul Thomas Anderson? PTA? Okay. You don't like PTA? He's okay. Peter I, better than Wes Anderson. There will be blood. Like I said, better than Wes Anderson. <laughs> All right. Okay. Anything's better than Wes Anderson. All, All right, right, folks. We are out of here. Check us out at Facebook.com forward slash The Movie Sleuth, TheMovieSleuth.com, and also find us on Instagram. And once again, never on MySpace. MySpace sucks. There's still a MySpace? Yeah, there's still a MySpace. Yeah, Scott, I, I created a page for you. Did you? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's all Hello Kitty. Oh, cool! It's Scott the Bouncer. Scott Bouncerscott dot com. That was a one. That was a one time thing. I needed the money. I was in college. <laughs> he needed the money. With that, we're out of here. <laughs> Visit us at www.themoviesleuth.com and find the Movie Sleuth on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and iTunes. <laughs>